irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. Let's talk money and investing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm all, all about talking financial issues, but also like I'll probably blend in some insurance and financial tips and hints and tricks and such. There's a great story today about a digital currency that shot up huge, only to fall huge. And it's kind of a good warning, but we won't start there today. Let's start somewhere else, shall we? First and foremost, let's take a look at a little bit of yesterday and then take a look at a little bit of today. Yesterday, we had all three major markets in the green. It's kind of nice. 10-year treasury sits at 1.56%. If you track this show, it's been playing in that 1.6, not 1.7. But 1.6, maybe down to 1.5. Not doing much else. That can change tomorrow. The Fed Reserve meeting. Thursday, we get an OPEC meeting. Friday, we get a jobs report. The major indices hit records again yesterday. The big Fed tapered announcement tomorrow could pull us off records because they're probably going to taper. It's known that they're going to taper, but does the guy who owns Robinhood know that they're going to taper? Does the guy who owns Goldman Sachs and tells all of his brokers, take advantage of the, the, the weaklings? Something can happen tomorrow. Today is election day in Virginia. There's a lot of contests outside of Virginia, but Virginia seems to be marking a governor's race. That everyone's putting chips on for 2022 as this is going to be what happens for the next election cycle, which is this time next year. Coke says later Gatorade. Coca-Cola made its biggest push to dethrone Pepsi's Gatorade as the sports drink king. Yesterday agreed to buy body armor for $5.6 billion. That's expensive. That's some expensive juice you just bought. Um, founded in 2011 as a natural alternative to sugary sports drinks. The brand sold a 15% stake to Coke. In 2018, Naomi Osaka and the late Kobe Bryant both backed Body Armor and signed multi-year deals with the MLS in 2019. Big winners yesterday. Huge winners. Kobe Bryant's estate um, pulled in $400 million. They invested $6 million. They get $400 million. Shanghai Disneyland closed for at least two days after a single weekend attendee tested positive for COVID after returning home. In a bizarre scene, nearly 34,000 guests at the theme park lined up to get tested by workers in hazmat suits before they could leave, even as Disney's famous fireworks display rumbled around them. This is just fascinating. As China continues to pursue a strategy of shutting down society when any hint of a COVID breakout appears. China has a zero COVID policy. So you think it's bad here. Think about other places on occasion. Australia just started saying good day, mate, to people from outside of Australia. They've been on countrywide lockdown, essentially, minus athletes. And the only people that they're letting in now, the only day people they're saying good day to are New Zealanders. So it's, it's not a very big pool of people, is it? Let's hit what's going on today and we'll hit some of the top stories around it. The stock market isn't doing much yet. That's a bullish indication. 
seen how far we've come since interday lows on October 4th. To be exact, the S&P 500 is up almost 8% during that period of time. The Russell 2000, after yesterday's 2.6% gain, sits two points away from record high of its own. In theory, if you open up your 401k or your online account, you should be near an all-time high. Tesla, which has the most favored momentum darling status attached to it, it's just melting up. It's down today after around 2 in the morning, California time. Elon Musk said that there isn't a signed contract yet with Hertz. Do you remember that the signed contract when you did the math and then you did the market cap being added to Tesla? It didn't make any sense. A $4 billion deal adding on $30 billion market cap doesn't make any sense. Pfizer, Simon Property Group, Avis Budget Group, Under Armour, Arista Networks are up nicely following better-than-expected earnings reports and guidance. Apple is a bit of a drag. Apple is shifting production away from the iPad in favor of iPhone 13 production. DuPont, which reported better-than-expected earnings, overshadowed its own report with news that it will be acquiring Rogers Corporations. In other developments, um, Chegg, they do college tuition books. They're in the business of buying and reselling college tuition books. They're down 35% after disappointing investors with results and guidance. Same with Generac, down 10%. Um, so the analysts aren't getting it all right. Earnings season has been relatively good. We will hear from the FOMC meet uh, tomorrow, the Fed Open Market Committee. We'll talk about interest rates. Again, Thursday, we get an OPEC Plus meeting, and Friday, we get the jobs report. So we got three big days back to back to back. Senator Manchin said yesterday that he's not going to support the $1.75 trillion reconciliation bill until he better understands what its ultimate economic impact will be. But he doesn't think the White House should be holding the $1 trillion bipartisan Infrastructure bill hostage. I'm sorry, that's the House of Representatives. So he's willing to sign one today, and he wants to look at another one. So pretty interesting dude. He is accused of loving the camera and the spotlight being on him as the swing vote for the Democrats. He comes from a state that is very conservative, but he is a Democrat. Democrats wanted to line it up in a row with the other Democrats, and not today. So those are our basic underlings going on here. S&P and NASDAQ set all-time highs with marginal gains this morning. Relative strength in the technology sector, better than expected earnings reports. That seems to be the stories. Taking a look at... Things that you need to know. Amazon wants to provide you internet from space, just like Elon Musk and SpaceX. They want to do it by the end of 2022. The company's going to launch two prototype satellites as part of Project Kuiper, a broadband service that will beam internet down from space. Satellite internet providers could eventually bring high-speed internet to people with reliable access, making it especially valuable for people living in remote areas. I know someone who has the service from Elon Musk and SpaceX and rave reviews, rave reviews after living in a rural part of Vermont. Uh, 
he's um, more than stoked to get internet that quality. Apple's planning a new feature that auto dials 911 after car accidents, crash detection. It would basically report a spike in G-forces as you slam into another vehicle or into a wall or into a barrier. I think that's pretty cool. It'll automatically dial 911. Could be good and bad, and I could see some false cases, but Apple seems to slowly but surely add new features. Apple's iPhone privacy upgrade probably cost big tech about $10 billion in ad revenue away from companies like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Snap. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Wow. Made a bit of a typo in the first segment, saying that Tesla's getting hit today, knocked down their stock after saying that that $4 billion deal with Hertz wasn't done. I said, yeah, it added on $30 billion in market cap. My head's a little foggy, made a mistake. It added on $300 billion in market cap. What's one zero when you're up at billions already, right? Um, whoops. That's why we say on this show, consult a worker, rise of any stocks, action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I think one of the ones I, I really want to talk about right now is debt. One of the things that stops you from getting ahead and creating wealth is you're living in the now. And quickly be turn 25000 to $50,000 to $75,000 in credit card debt or personal loans. And when the average person's making, you know, $100,000 and they're carrying $85,000 in credit card debt, it's too much. There's a nonprofit counseling agency called Consumer Credit Counseling Services. In San Francisco, it's the cccssf.org. So it's four C's, two S's, one F. Consumer credit counseling. Nope, it's three C's, two S's, one S, F.org. Consumer credit counseling services, San Francisco. Um, that's when you've hit rock bottom and can't figure out what to do with your credit cards. It's going to ding your credit. It's not going to be perfect, but you're going to get semi-professional. It's a nonprofit organization. When I say a semi-professional, you're not going to get the best of the best to help you pay it off and figure out a plan for you, but you're going to get pretty good. <clears throat> a lot of people have been living on shoestring budgets that have debt issues, and they're just literally one cracked tooth, one car crash, one leaky pipe from not being able to make ends meet. When you take responsibility and start paying off your debt, I got nothing but pride for you. Um, when you come to someone like me and say, I don't know what to do, my debt's too much, I got nothing but love. Personal loans work best 
for large one-time expenses like home improvement projects and debt consolidation. The best personal loans help you achieve a financial goal like getting rid of credit card debt. But you want to look at all your options. Do I want to go say, Rob said check so I can do that and get on with my holiday season or my next thing that I'm getting on with, right? Um, if you typically get a tax refund, you may want to consider your tax withholding instead of receiving a windfall in the way of a tax refund, getting your own money back that you've lent to the government. Take out less. I have nothing taken on my paycheck and I do quarterly pay installments instead. He gives me more of my cash for more of the time. You can try getting to a 0% interest balance transfer credit card. A um, little bit of financial engineering there, moving from one credit card to the next. Make sure that you're not getting yourself like at 0% for three months. And then it balloons to a bigger interest rate than you, the one you have. In a bit of silliness is consider asking a family member. Remember that paying off debt won't change whatever behavior led to create it in the first place. I can't imagine having $75,000 of credit card debt, which is how I started this segment. I think the highest I've ever gotten to was just recently when I moved into a home and I use credit cards as wisely as I can on points. My preferred card, if it's not travel or hotel or restaurants, is the city double cash, 2%, 1% when I buy, 1% when I pay the bill. It's consistent. It's not going to hit every category beautifully. It doesn't have a 5% groceries. It doesn't have anything magical to it. But when I buy furniture, I'm like, put it on the city double cash. So I had to get some furniture. I got up to probably about $24,000 of credit card debt, but I paid it off that month. So I don't buy what I can't afford. And I certainly don't take an 18% interest rate. I think anytime you realize that you are taking positive action, again, nothing but applause for you. Um, if I had $75,000 of credit card debt, $100,000 salary, I would look at cutting my rent or cutting my mortgage. I would live cheaper by renting a room out if it was a mortgage situation. And if I could move in with a friend for a little while, I'd do that if it's a, if I was renting. Um, guy that I work with in media, he takes seasonal jobs every year. And I got nothing but pride for that. That's just, that's awesome. Um, having the work ethic to say, hey, my job's good, but I'm going to clean up a little bit more during the holiday season. I don't want to be working seven days a week, 14 hours a day, seven all, all year round. But during the holidays, I, I can suck it up and do it for my family. That's what you have to do if you get into debt issues. Odd jobs, so to speak. See if you can get any of the debt forgiven. Um... A lot of government debt's non-forgivable, but anything that's private is. When I got out of college, I had probably my worst financial situation in my life because I got an apartment, had a used car. Like I was not making a lot of money. 
So I got into about $4,000, $5,000 of credit card debt that ballooned 10000 with, I don't remember how it debt happened. So the credit card companies started calling me and I was like, I, I don't have a payment. Sorry. I just started a business and I didn't know how the system worked at that point. So at one point it came so frustrating that the debt collectors were calling and saying, Mr. Black, you owe $10,000. I'm like, Mr. Black died in a car crash last week. I'm sorry. I lied about my own death to get these people off my case for a day or two. I wonder, I bet, I bet debt collectors have some pretty good coffee table books in them on how people try to elude them. Eventually what I did was I negotiated. I said, I owe you 10,000. How about I give you 6,000 cash right now? And you say the debt's cleared forever. And I did. And guess what I learned at that point in time, the $4,000 that was forgiven counted as taxable income. So I owed my tax bracket on that income at the end of the year. And I was like, oh, things I have to learn. So trust me, we're all in the same boat. We're all learning. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. The Las Vegas Strip reported 2.1 billion in gambling revenue, the highest quarterly win in history. Very interesting. In large part, there's an article today on San Francisco versus Las Vegas. And tourism has roared back to Vegas, but it has not roared back to San Francisco. In the center of the sprawling Las Vegas Convention Center, it's back to normal. Smokers, scientists, convention goers, business people, marijuana cultivation, extraction, testing, cannabis infused chocolate, teas. Vegas has weed and Vegas has the Raiders and Vegas has gambling. It's an interesting article in the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm not typically a big fan of the Chronicle. In large part, newspapers aren't what they used to be. Newspapers used to have a lot of journalists on staff that were seasoned. Um, and I can give you one example of what I didn't like about the Chronicle, and he's since left. There was a guy named David Lazarus who was the business reporter or the money guy. And he never worked in money, so his articles always kind of felt a little bit off to me. Um, I'm not saying you have to do what I do to, to talk about what I do, but it always feels like when you see an article, like, is the stock market rigged? Like, no, look back the last 40 years. Yeah. There's periods of overvaluation, but Vegas tourism recovery has outpaced San Francisco's sluggish comeback and some Bay area events have moved to Sin city. Vaccines are mandated at Moscone center and restaurants and gyms limiting people who want to come here. Nevada. Um, you have the option of requiring vaccinations for conventions, but a lot of them aren't doing it. 
and you have laxer rules mean for hotels and bigger crowds compared to San Francisco. I don't know if that's a fair Vegas versus San Francisco summary, but it is telling you that at some point when things get a little bit more lax and they're a little bit more lax in Vegas compared to San Francisco, that um, we want to travel. We want to gamble. We want to have vacations. We want nice dinners. The Oakland A should consider leaving Oakland and going to Vegas. Just my opinion. Those summer times in uh, Vegas are hot, hot, hot. So you're looking at an indoor arena, right? Las Vegas average daily hotel rate, $155 in September, higher than 2019's $137. So they're pricing solid. Their revenues on gambling are solid. Um, Elon Musk has left California for Texas, but he, in the process, he's also drilling underground tunnels in Vegas. That'll be interesting when that opens up. Um, I don't know if there's anything more to that story, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But again, it's interesting to see that lax does equal more business. So when the Republicans scream, cut the mask mandate, it'll be good for business. It is. But cut the mask mandate is probably not good for pandemic issues like spreads and contagions and uh, super spreader events. It's not. But there you see the teeter-totter of compromise. Sometimes it's better to get taxes out of the way earlier. If you have a chance to use a Roth 401k, consider it. Um, I've, I do. So a traditional 401k is I get a tax deduction this year. A Roth 401k, I get no taxes on what I put in this year, next year, and the year after. So to me, the Roth is the smarter way to go as I already have a lot of traditional money that will be taxable income in retirement. I didn't have a lot of Roth money that was non-taxed in retirement. The idea is when I hit retirement, I'll be able to draw on big purchases from the Roth, having already paid taxes on them. It won't up my taxable income and use my regular 401k and my regular accounts to pay for my day-to-day living. So consider a Roth. And if you have questions about it, drop me an email. I've got a great website, Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Later today, I'm going to be uploading a video of me and Adam Phillips. He's a chartered financial analyst and a certified financial planner with EP Wealth. He is the director of portfolio strategy. I do interviews with him every Monday. They get edited. They go through compliance on Tuesday. They get released Tuesday night. So if you want a good vibe on where we're going, that's a pretty good vibe. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Unlike Roth individual retirement accounts, Roth 401ks have no income limits. And you're able to contribute up to 19500 a year. Um, workers over 50 can contribute up to 26000 a year. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Chegg down 44%. That's crazy. That's a individual stock that's getting a major haircut today. To be politically incorrect because of Atlanta Braves, I would say that stock is getting a tomahawk chop, which there's big conversations after seeing Donald Trump do the tomahawk chop at the World Series. People are again saying, that really should go away. 
Um, I have no opinion on it. So I, I'm not smart in social areas that are like appropriate and not appropriate. And I don't pretend to tell you how to live your life. Relative strength in tech sector today, better than expected earnings. S&P 500 NASDAQ at all time highs. That's nice to see. A little bit of dilemma with Hertz and what's going on and what's not going on. Hertz is saying, yeah, we have actually had some cars delivered from Tesla. And Elon Musk is saying, well, no deal has actually been signed yet. So if that's not confusing, I don't know what is. Who do you believe? Zillow is sending shockwaves through the real estate market. It stopped buying homes. You should care about this one if you own a home. Zillow is poised to take losses on hundreds of homes it bought via the iBuying arm Zillow offers. It offers sellers a convenient and sometimes lucrative way to offload their homes. Zillow could be manipulating the housing market with its vast data. And what we learned is they're probably not manipulating the housing market. They probably bit off more than they could chew. For several years, the real estate giant has been quickly buying up thousands of homes and reselling them to try to make a profit. It's a new term called iBuying. Zillow offers the company's iBuying division. Raked in $1.4 billion in revenue in the first half of the year. But in early October, they said, we're going to stop buying homes for the rest of 2021. And then they said, um, we're going to start selling a lot of them. We need to dump them at a loss. What is iBuying? iBuying is interesting. Selling a home can take weeks or months, but iBuyers, usually deep-pocketed tech-enabled companies, offer almost instant cash offers and deals that can close in a matter of days. There's a couple of them. I don't know the industry terribly well, but I know Zillow and Redfin, where they use algorithms to make offers on homes, open door, offer pad, or two others. Typically, they complete light renovations before putting the homes back on the market for a higher price. Um, and you can see where flipping works great and I want to flip homes until, well, you don't. Zillow executives have said that's the future of our company, I buying. Um, I don't own any shares of Zillow I've looked in the past because I think the real estate side of their business is attractive of using agents and discounted fees and discounted commissions and doing stuff all on the phone makes sense when you see what millennials do with their life. Three out of four millennials have texted a friend while having intercourse with their partner. 75% are so addicted to their phone that in their most intimate moments, they're checking texts and sending texts. Um, I may not be the world's greatest lover, but you'll never catch me on the phone. Um, and I'm going to walk sideways from here so I don't get fired. Zillow's pause means one less competitor in a crowded real estate market. That probably helps buyers. Nationwide, the housing market has shown signs of seasonal cooling, but inventory remains low and prices continue to rise. People who sell their homes to iBuyers are willing to accept a lower price in exchange for speed and convenience. Um, where does it look like it's going to get hit the hardest where did Zillow seem to overpay the most and seems to be dumping the inventory at a loss Dallas Houston Phoenix Minneapolis and Atlanta so why is Zillow pausing the home buying 
Um, they say the pause on labor and supply shortages, but the volume of price cuts on Zillow owned homes suggests something else is at play. Um, there is a TikTok viral video where Zillow is being accused by a real estate agent of jacking up home prices artificially. There is some, uh, there's some truth to that. It has to be. If they're buying thousands of homes and only to sell them at a higher price, thinking that it's easy money, there would have to be a jack up that, you know, they stopped you from buying the house and doing the fix ups yourself. It's an interesting read on what's happening in real estate. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. So Musk is going to be a trillionaire when SpaceX launches an IPO, probably in 2022, 2023. A trillionaire. He's an interesting dude. The next trillionaire will probably be come out of the artificial intelligence world. There is a new booming business, and some people see it as a good thing. Some people see it as a bad thing. The inevitability, inevitability of death is going to create a digital end-of-life service. That's pretty interesting. We all live with the inevitability of death, but it's rarely discussed. The reluctance is understandable. Losing a loved one is disorienting. It's crippling. COVID-19 hit us hard. 4.8 million, 5 million, 5.2 million. The numbers are climbing. People have to grapple with their mortality. I think that's one of the reasons Republicans and Democrats don't get along on the issue. I, I think maybe we'd find more common ground if we weren't so freaked out that a germ could kill us. The global grief birthed a demand for tech startups that encompassed the myriad of end-of-life services necessitated by lockdowns. My mother died back in January of this year, and we kind of had to have a digital Zoom wake for her. We kind of had to all get together and talk about how much we loved her on a Zoom call instead of flying back to Virginia and burning her ashes and going to dinner or spreading her ashes, whatever. We did it. It's it's weird, right? Are you with me? Zoom funerals are a thing. Live streaming gravestones, digital undertakers that erase and clean up your online presence. Companies are even providing post-death packages to deliver haunting messages from the departed or replicate them through AI. There is an amazing chatbot that we've been talking about in the last few years. And I saw it on an episode of Black Mirror where a woman and her husband have a fight. He goes out to pick up a car and, he, and while he's out picking up a car from the mechanic or something, gets in a car crash and dies. And she's in so much grief. She can't move on with her life. One of her friends comes up to her and says, hey, have you heard about this company that does basically digital death services and they can make your husband into a chat bot by releasing all the emails that you had with them? So she was able to talk to her husband with a through a chatbot. This has actually been replicated in real life more than once. There's an author named, uh, not an author, what do we call them? Uh, a reporter, a reporter named Jim Valhos. His father was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. The disease was terminal. 
optimistic six months left to live. So he did what every journalist would do and try to capture the essence of his father while he's still alive. He created the dad bot. And he would type in things like, how are you dealing with cancer? And it would type back, still hasn't registered. Let's leave it at that. And it's heartbreaking to me. This is something I don't want to see. Like it gets tears in my eyes. I want memories to be memories. Subscribers are paired with professional interviewers who use prompts to evoke memories. A funny thing happened to me in elementary school. Like if you can get a story from your dad where he said a funny thing happened to me in elementary school. So you can kind of retouch base with him on a regular basis. It has no awareness. It's just at some point in life, the author's telling of stories that they remember. Um, academics and entrepreneurs are looking at death tech industry and they're kind of like trying to wade through the ethical issues. Um, at some point in time, the thought is with Elon Musk and his neural network, he's also got a neural implant company that he's working on. We don't hear a lot about that one. But he's already shown some tests of planting a neural semiconductor in a monkey and getting it to do things that we didn't know that it could do. So down the road, there's going to be potentially transfer of consciousness into robots that look and sound like someone we love. It's feasible. Now, who owns the rights to you after your death? Do the children? Does the wife? Does the government? Does the company? It's a crazy new phenomenon. Um, live streaming of funeral services remove barriers to attending funeral ceremonies in person, but wonders about accountability should outages occur. Um, being with my mother virtually through a Zoom meeting, what if Zoom wasn't working that day and I'd spent the whole morning prepping to talk to my brothers and give a speech about my mother? And Zoom was down for repairs. I had been pissed. Where's liability for distress? This is going to be a crazy, for lack of a better word, death tech solution that we're going to work with. Conversational technologies that we put into chatbots often mess up. Every time a new chatbot's released, hackers go after it and try to get it to say something like, Something racist, something sexist. And like a banking one will suddenly say, uh, women don't have money. That's a silly concept. Women are beneath men. And you're like, where did that come from? But you, you teach it how to respond. And it's something we're going to need to look at. There's a good website, thedigitalbeyond.com, thedigitalbeyond.com. And I highly suggest it if you're a little freaked out by dystopian futures or if you think this is like a utopian perfect idea. I do not, but I know San Francisco, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, they're going to go after it. Because we learned during the pandemic, you can't always be there when they're, when they're saying, when you say their goodbyes and put them in the ground. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more.
Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find me at epwealth.com. If you need a financial planner, contact me at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com.